Mobile Rolling, presented by Garrard's Horse and Hound, making shopping easier with their online store. The same extensive catalogue, the same keen prices, online or over the phone. 1-800-060-896 or visit horseandhound.com.au. Yeah, there's lots to look forward to and lots to look back on as well as Chris Barsby joins us thanks to Garrard's. How are you, Chris? I'm well, Steve. Good morning to you. Good morning, everyone. Your leap to fame will be interesting at Tamworth on Thursday, Chris. Yeah, of all places, Steve, that's one racetrack that we probably didn't expect to see Leap to Fame venturing to, but uh, that's the case. That's the scenario this Thursday, and it's going to be Queensland dominated that race. That's a heat of the New South Wales Breeders' Challenge. So a big Group 1 final will take place at Menangle. Uh, I think it's coming up next month, but this is a qualifying heat. Teddy Disco, who's a dual Group 1 winner, he's drawn barrier one. Tim's a trooper who won the Breeders' Challenge last year as a two-year-old. He lines up in that same heat. I think he's drawn gay two and leaped to fame the inside of the second row. So Queensland certainly have a, a vice-like grip on that race. So there's a lot to look forward to. Just on the trial front, Steve, number of nice horses stepping out at the trials either today or tomorrow. Down in Victoria, Bondi Lockdown steps out. Amore Vita steps out. Sydney tomorrow, Expensive Ego steps out. And then we've got some great racing coming up this weekend. Copy that is expected to start this weekend at Melton. That's in the Melton plate. Over in New Zealand, we've got some really good racing as well. The two-star fillies clash for the first time uh, this year. RD's Express and True Fantasy. So there's a lot to look forward to over the next week or so. Excellent. I noticed that Darren McCall's got a leading chance in today at Albion Park Race 5. And he's joining us online. Yeah, I want to talk to Darren about that runner in just a moment. But he was in, in the winner's circle on Saturday night, taking uh, the final race, the mayor's race, with, you could probably say, the stable star, Girl From Oz. She's been a ripper for Darren McCall, and he joins us now. Darren, appreciate the time. Yeah, thanks, Chris. Uh, Girl From Oz, is she the stable star? Uh, yeah, she's the best horse I'm racing at the moment, that's for sure. Yeah. Okay, she's been a ripper. That victory on Saturday night pushed her earnings in excess of $150,000. She's a, a feature race winner, multiple feature race winner, and she just keeps on keeping on. Yeah, she's been an honest horse who's raced good right from her first start and probably could have had a lot more money made if she ever drew decent in the final. So you always seem to draw the outside fence. Uh, so it's probably cost her 40 or 50 grand more, I reckon. Mm. You picked her out at the sales, didn't you, as a yearling? Yeah, um, it was uh, myself and actually uh, Anthony McDonald from the stable. Um, he was over here doing seminars, and he's a friend of mine. Uh, known him for quite a long time, and, and uh, we kind of we were looking for one, couldn't really find the one we liked. She was passed in, and we liked her, so we went and talked to the owners, and uh, kept the owners in for twenty five percent themselves. And the stable, you know, uh, .ca has got twenty five percent, so she's she's probably got. Um, you know, 40, 50 owners, I don't know in total exactly, but, um, you know, they sell them off in 1% shares. So she's uh, she's been a good horse for everyone involved. Okay. I, I want to talk more about the stable.ca. They're based in Canada. They're based in, in Toronto or Ontario. And there just seems like uh, there's so many people involved and they're spread right throughout the world. Yeah. The last time I spoke to Anthony, I think he said they had over 800 owners in oh, nine or 10 countries. So it's it's been a... You know, a revelation really for for the sport. Considering you know he was down to a couple of horses, and you know he come with this idea, and you know he kind of realised that people wanted to be involved, but they couldn't really afford it. So um, you know he went ahead full steam, and he's really kind of changed uh, the way a lot of people think now. 
Okay. So as you said, he was down here for one of those seminars. Was that to get more people involved in the stable.ca? No, it was more to um, to educate the trainers and, and that on how to actually start this and do it yourself. And, um, you know, that was kind of the, the thing. The Owners Association had, uh, New South Wales Owners Association had paid for him to come down here and, and put on these seminars in Sydney. And he went to Bathurst, I think, Wagger and uh, at Menangle. And, you know, the whole idea was just to try and coach trainers and, and you know, ways we could probably improve our communication and, and not only that, just get more people involved by being, you know, upfront about everything that goes on in, in the stable is if you've ever looked online it's uh it's actually really interesting it is well they seem to raise horses not only here in australia but obviously in canada and north america <clears throat> yeah they, they, they've actually got a lot of horses now in ohio because they've they've ventured ohio so stakes is very good um so they've ventured uh uh, mainly to Ohio and Ontario, so they, they do have New York side and a lot of other places. They kind of, you know, it's nothing for them to race at, you know, three or four tracks or more a day. Okay. Now, with Girl from Oz, is it just Anthony that you have direct contact with, or do you have a lot of the owners sort of reaching out to you to find out the whereabouts and what the plans are with with Girl from Oz? Well, we have a, a Facebook page for her, um, so everyone's kept up to date. So all the people that are, you know, micro owners in the horse with the, their one percent share are on there and. Um, you know, we we update them fairly regularly. Pretty much, uh, you know, when we get to the track, let them know how she how she seems. You know, how we intended probably try and race her that night. Um, after the race, you know, we give another update on on you know how she's come out of it and what we thought. And then uh, through the week, you know, let's say after she trains or whatever, we'll give them some uh, video of her work or some video of her being in the water walker, so that everyone's involved all the time. Okay. Ultimately, is she going to end up in North America? Um, but that's something that's never really been discussed. But um, I would say, like with most mares um, here, they're not kind of in that top, top echelon, which she's always kind of about a length behind in her grade. That's usually kind of where they do end up. You know, like uh, you can kind of place them better there with the way the, the, the system works, you know. Okay. How many more wins do you think she's got left in her here? Um... Look, if she didn't draw one in second row for about six or seven starts, row, she probably would have won two or three more. But um, it didn't matter whether it was random Baradon or doing on the ratings. We just drew one in second row. So, look, I think she can win more races. Um, she's going to have to go to Sydney in uh, a few weeks for the Breeders' Challenge. There's a four-year-old series now. So um, she'll have to head down there. And with Antonia sidelined, Yaram um, and Bella's in it. And, you know, there's a couple of other horses that she's raced over, over the years, Arnie Bella and that kind of stuff. But I'm sure she'll acquit herself well. And, you know, if she don't draw it bad, I'm, I'm sure she could probably pop up and get some good money there. Well, she drew well on Saturday night. She got that perfect run. You gave her a page of her drive and she was able to score comfortably. She backs up again this weekend. Yeah, she she, she came out real good. Her heart rate wasn't very high at all. Like, you know, she's she can sit off a hot speed. But if they kind of don't go fast, you're probably not a bit off to get her up and, and get her into the race. And it's only that kind of worried me in the run the other night. I, I didn't think they were going fast enough, but, you know, I could see they were quite content to be in front and outside the leader. And, you know, I had a good sit, and I thought, well, I'm going to have to get her out early enough because I think she probably a little stronger now than uh, when she was younger. She was probably a little little faster, you know, so I think now she can probably stick it out a little more. So, But she raced well. Okay. All right. Well, that's girl from Oz. Two runners today. Race four, number six, C Sempre Tilly, 
And in a race five, key runner here, Miss Frufru. Let's talk about her, Miss Frufru. She's first up. We haven't seen her since May. But her trial last week, uh, she was really sharp in that trial. Yeah, yeah, she was sharp. Um, I didn't really expect her to be that sharp. I thought she'd probably a couple of weeks away from that. Um, but the more the horse outside me, you know, uh, they chased it, the faster she went. So she was really good. I was, I was pretty impressed, actually. Um, like I say, that's the fastest time, like two seconds, and it was in a trial, and we thought she was probably, you know, let's say two weeks off. So um, back row today. Um, I can't remember if I'm driving it from the back row. I'm sure it should be all right, but, you know, she's, she's another one. She has to go to Sydney for um, the Breeders' Challenge as well. She's uh, blue eligible as, as well, so she's got a bit of money to race for. So we need to... Uh, we need to get a, you know, a couple of starts under our belt and have her ready for that. Okay, six starts so far, three placings, but she's better than a maiden, isn't she? She's got good ability, this filly. She's um, she's very quick. Look, I think when she gets it all together, she'll she'll be a, a nice filly. Um, a couple of times she's really excited me, and a couple of times I was a little disappointed with her. Um, but I think a lot of that was just immaturity. You know, she's, she did, like I said there in an earlier interview, she got held up in the first uh, first preparation. She heard the hawk that put us behind. Uh, then she got really sick. So we missed those early races. So she was kind of rushed at the end to get her to the track. And that's probably why she only got the five runs. And she's kind of tired. She was a little tired the last start. So, But she had a good spell, and she's come back really well. Okay, well, fingers crossed today that she'll uh, go well and see Sempre Tilly. Second up. It's a it's a sticky draw, isn't it? It is because she's not a, a fast beginner, Tilly. Um, but I was really impressed with the first up runner and the first trial at Redcliffe. Um, she's a filly who kind of lacked a little desire as a young horse, and she's grown considerable amount. We turned her out, and I changed the training this time in. We we tried to take a shot, we try and make a better. Or you know, if you can't, we figured well, she's only just going to be a you know so-so horse with a few wins. So we changed her training and. We were really happy with the way she went in a trial and a first start. And, you know, I, I think I think she'll race well today. Okay. All right. Well, fingers crossed that both horses will race well, both fillies. That's C. Sempre Tilly in race four and Miss Frufru in race five. The other thing that I wanted to ask you about, Darren, as we know, you, you spent a lot of time in North America, in particular in Canada. There's a horse up there that just captivates me. He fascinates me. And he was victorious again across the weekend, taking out the Canadian Pacing Derby, which is a race for the older horses up there. We're talking about Bulldog Hanover, Jack Darling, Dexter Dunn. This guy is just an absolute beast at the moment. But Jack Jack Darling, is he a Hall of Famer up there? Uh, no, he's not. But he's thrown a lot of good horses over the years. Like, uh, you know, he's won the North American Cup with Gothic Dream. And, you know, he's had a considerable amount of, of winners over a long period of time. Uh, he primarily sticks to uh, the young horses. Usually sells them um, at the end of their three odd year. You know, he don't he don't normally race them on. But a horse like that, um, that's a whole different ball game. Um, it's it's actually quite funny when you talk about Bulldog Hanover because I actually drove my mother when I went for Ross Krogan, uh, BJ Squall, um in New Jersey. So uh, I was kind of not shocked um, that that she had left to such a good horse. Of course, she was so well-bred, um, but he's a late foaler. I think he's like the 10th or 11th foal, um, but yeah, he, he's, he's a killer. Yeah, absolutely. But but it's a really good pedigree, like you said. Uh, you go back through the pages, and uh, there's some real star power there. Oh, for sure. She was a high-priced yellow. Um, okay. Lost the purchase there. 
So, so you know, I think she was a hundred fifty thousand, or maybe even a bit more, as a yearling, and she acquitted herself very well. Went fifty four first start the Netherlands. Um, I took it to Lexington. She won at Lexington. Um, like I say she was she was a good, a very good horse, um, who's who's kind of bred winners, but but no bulldogs. But that uh, you know what, he's exception to the rule. You know, he's even only uh, he's a shadow play. You know, who who hasn't who's been a decent sire, but hasn't let the horse like that. Yeah. Yeah. And just so far, so he's equaled the world record with that victory at the Meadowlands. He equaled the Canadian record there, taking the pacing derby across the weekend. If he gets to Lexington, uh, given the right conditions there, is he capable of just smashing the, the record altogether? Well, the 45 and 4, they broke the world record there at the Meadowlands was just phenomenal. Um, and, you know, I watched that race live that day and I, know, I was sitting, sitting with my wife and I said, you know, He's gone too slow in three quarters. He can't break the record. He has to go 25-1 to break the record. And he went 25-1 in the last quarter. So I wouldn't doubt that he would probably go at Lexington 45 flat, which is scary to think that. You know, like it, 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 Lexington, Lexington track is clay surface, and um, unless you've driven on it, you, you, it's hard to understand how much faster it actually is than the regular tracks, and it's just amazing. There's no um, no concussion on the horse's feet. You know, they hit the ground there. You don't even hear it. So it's, it's so much quicker than, than a regular racetrack. Um, like I say, 45 and uh, 4 at the Meadowlands. Yeah, I, I wouldn't doubt he'd go 45 flat. Yeah, yeah, it's scary stuff, but he is just in the zone right now. Uh, looking forward to seeing where he steps out next. Darren, as always, really appreciate the time. Best of luck today with those two fillies, and hopefully Girl from Oz can go back-to-back this weekend. Cheers, thanks, Ray. There's Darren McCall joining us. So uh, let's have a listen to that replay of Bulldog Hanover, successful across the weekend, taking out the Canadian pacing derby, and he equaled the Canadian record. And they come into the stretch, trying to track down Bulldog Hanover. Tattoo Artist is second at the inside. Bulldog Hanover into the final eighth of the mile. Still there a length and a half. Tattoo Artist second on the outside. Bulldog Hanover still there at the rail. And it's Bulldog Hanover in the Canadian Pacing Derby. He went the distance in 146 and four-fifths. And he's tied the Canadian record. He's a free course, there's no doubt about it. So there's a couple of features in North America that they're going to aim at. And uh, I think one's at Indiana. He might have another one at Nova Scotia coming up. And then they're looking at getting him down to the Red Mile. So that is going to be very interesting to see how he performs there. Let's just hope the uh, the weather conditions prevail and he can produce, you know, a, uh, a world record again or, or smash that world record and own it outright. He, he currently shares it with Always Be Mickey and Lather Up. So he is a special horse, no question about it. Jack Darling prepares. Dexter Dunn is the regular driver now of Bulldog Hanover. What's better than one McCall? Two McCalls. Because not only was Darren in the winner's circle on Saturday night, his younger brother Brian was also in the winner's circle as well because Rocks or Diamonds, who is Mr. Consistency, Finally had the brakes going his way and he was able to put his rivals away and score well. Brian now joins us online. Brian, good morning. Congratulations. Good morning, Chris. Thank you. Uh, finally, everything went to plan for Rocks or Diamonds and uh, he was able to get uh, get the verdict. Yeah, mate. He's um, had a few horror draws of late and uh, not a lot of luck in running, but um, everything came out right for once, so it's, uh, it's always good. For so long now, Brian, he's been so consistent, especially with his sectionals. And uh, his recent runs have been awesome. 
the concern there on Saturday night was the draw, but uh, Justin Elkins, who's built up a really good association with Rocks or Diamonds, just drove a perfect race, went back, and he got the right horse to follow at the right time. Yeah, mate, the draw was the only concern. I thought he was the best horse in the race. Uh, it was just a matter of getting a bit of luck, and Justin summed it up really when he got there, he, he had his plan. He was wanted to go back and he wanted to get a ride home on Bella Ball Terror. And he worked it perfectly, got that ride home. And, and yeah, he just, he knows when to pull him out. He's, he's a funny horse. You don't like to hit the front too early with him because he switches off a bit, but he timed it perfectly again and, and got the job done. Okay. So he got the win there on Saturday night. Uh, how far can he go now? He'll keep going, mate, because he, he loves speed. The faster they go, the better he goes. You know, he, he gets a little even Saturday night. He's getting a little grabby because it was a 2100. They went a little slow early. He doesn't like that. The faster they go, the better he goes. So he'll keep going as he races better horses. And Pete McMullen drove him as a three-year-old and said to me, when he gets up against better horses, he'll be a better horse himself because he'll love the speed on him. And he's 100% right. So, yeah, I think there's still more wins in him, mate. Yeah, and that probably is backed up with that effort two starts ago where he chased on Uncle Shank a near track record time. They went 50-4, and four, uh, and his run was just full of merit that night. It was, mate. He sat parked through that, and he was a long way off. And on the turn, he sort of looked like he was going to run nowhere, and then straight he just rallied and, and got up and run third. And he's got a lot tougher as he's got older, but he's still got that speed there. And, uh, you know, he, he runs second to Major Jealous through the carnival in 51, and he chased him hard. So, yeah, he, he is getting better. Could he reach open class level? Look, I think he will. Um, you know, I'm not saying he's going to win it. He'll reach it, and he's going to need luck in his draws. And, you know, they'll run along. He'll, he'll be suited by it. He'll, he'll give his all. He chases really well. But, um, yeah, he's got, probably got another step to take if he, to get there. But I think he can go there. So. Okay. Well, that victory on Saturday night pushed his earnings past the $100,000 barrier mark. He's had 64 career starts, 11 wins, 28 minor placings. Tell me this. Has there been any sort of interest from North America for rocks or diamonds in recent times? Um, oh, probably nibbles is what I'd say at the moment. There's been a few people uh, talking about it, but no no real offers have come forward yet. But um, he's a little bit of a different horse. I don't think he would suit the lifestyle there. Uh, the racing he would love, but the lifestyle, he's a little different. He lives out in a paddock most of the time. He doesn't like being locked away and living in barns over there I don't think would suit him. But... Um, you never know, make the right money come along, you might just end up there, you never know. Mm. Your, your previous uh, top liner was LeBron. We all know how good LeBron was. He was an open-class star. He could pound big miles each and every week. You'd like to see LeBron in front and Rocks or Diamonds following a horse like him each and every week. That'd be beautiful, wouldn't it? <laughs> They're such different <laughs> horses. LeBron had the lead and, and, and he, he just run along and he'd break people's hearts. This horse, he, he gets to the front and he waits for him. He's, he's so different, but he's... He's so quick, you know, when he accelerates. So sitting off the back of him, he'd, um, he'd certainly give him a run, that's for sure. We're talking to Brian McCall, who was in the winner's circle on Saturday night with his stable star, Rocks or Diamonds, and he was able to score uh, an overdue victory. He was really good overcoming gate seven to score. And just with this horse, Brian, uh, Justin Elkins, he's building up a really good uh, association with this horse. I think he's now on about five races with him. What did he say after the victory on Saturday night? He was really happy with him, mate. He um, said he just raced, raced super and, and uh, he thinks he can go on, on a long way. And Look, Justin's done a great job. We've got to give him a lot of credit. You know, I put him in the, uh, the Junior Driver Series last year and Justin was selected to drive him and he, he turned up 100% ready. He'd, he'd never driven him before. He'd been through all his recent races. He, he knew everything about the horse that he could see and 
he had a good game plan and every week he turns up 100% ready to go. He's done his form. He's, he's ready with what he wants to do and he goes out and does a good job. So he's, he's very underutilised at the moment, mate. He should be getting more drives. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Well, that was Saturday night. You've got one runner today and it's a trotter. How are you finding the challenge with the trotters compared to the paces? <laughs> it's wearing thin, I'll say it like that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, look, I got this bloke by a little bit of default. He, uh, he's a brother to Jansen and he, he came over here and went to Mal, uh, Charlton. And unfortunately, after Mal passed away, um, they asked me, did I want to give him a go? So uh, I don't mind him. He, he trots good, but uh, his two gallops the other week were my fault. We made a change in shoeing, trying to make him a little better, and that made him worse. So, uh, But, uh, you know, he, he's not blessed with loads of ability. I think he can win a couple. I don't know if he can go a long way, but, yeah, I, I think I prefer the pacer still, mate. Okay, so he's no Jansen. He's got a lot to live up to as far as his big brother is concerned. Well, he, he can't step away like Jansen, and that's the big difference. Jansen won a lot of races because he could step so quick and lob in front behind the leader and, and win all those races. So, look, I mean, he's not doing a bad job. He just, he's, he's a little bit of a victim. You know, he's, he only won the one race, but because his handicap was high, he keeps going back off 10. Uh, and he's giving horses that have won six or seven races a start, which is a bit hard, but he's, he's getting his way through there, mate. And I think he can run a better race today than he did last week. So we'll hope for a bit of fingers crossed, a bit of luck in the run, and he might be close by. All right. Well, we'll watch with interest there. Race three, number four, Willis Graham. I appreciate the time. Again, congratulations. Uh, long overdue victory there for Rocks or Diamonds on Saturday night. And uh, we look forward to seeing him step out again uh, soon. Thank you, mate.